Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church of Imperial Valley. We would love to help you plan your visit, so we encourage you to visit our website at www.cccciv.org for service times and our events calendar. Or get the app. You'll find the Christ Community Church IV mobile app in your app store for Apple or Android devices. Coming soon. Those words grab our attention, don't they? Entertainment moguls have really capitalized on that coming soon. They throw out the movie trailers and the movie teasers, kind of get a lot of buzz going on about the upcoming movies and things like that. My son Cameron, he loves those trailers. He's into the Avengers, and now he's got me into the Avengers. Whenever Avengers movie comes out, him and I will usually go and watch it. But he'll bring me a trailer and say, Dad, check this out. you got to see this. And, and there's one coming, I think, in March. It's something about Batman taking on Superman or some of that nature. And so anyway, he says, you got to check this out. This is going to be an awesome movie. And we all know what that means. Huh? We, we build up an anticipation for the movie. But how many have ever spent you know, hard-earned money just to find out that they put the best clips in the teaser. And the movie kind of disappoints us, doesn't it? The movie disappoints us because what we thought the producer would have delivered, he didn't deliver at all, and it turns into a huge disappointment. Well, I want you to know that there's previews in the Bible, especially concerning the book of Revelation. When God gives us previews, He never disappoints. He's not only the main actor, but he's the writer and he's the producer. And God is in control of all of history. And especially when we look in the book of Revelation, we start to read through it. We see that there's times where we're kind of taken back at what's going to go on at that period of time in history. And there's other times where we're kind of filled with hope, aren't we? And that's what the book of Revelation was designed to do. It was to give us hope. It was to give hope to a bunch of believers that were under persecution during that time. And it's been a book that many believers go to time and time and time again, especially across seas when our brothers and sisters are under such intense persecution. They'll look at the book of Revelation and they'll find hope because they know that God is in control of history and what He says is going to happen happens and he never disappoints amen revelation 14 beginning in verse 1 then i looked and behold the lamb standing on mount zion and with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads and i heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters And like the voice of loud thunder, and I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they were virgins. They are virgins. They are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. 
Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out in full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Then I looked and behold a white cloud and on that cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. He who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud voice, cry to him who had the sharp sickle saying thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for grapes are fully ripe so the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great wine press of the wrath of god the wine press was trampled outside the city and blood came out of the wine press up to the horses bridles for 1600 furlongs, which is about 184 miles in all. Lord, we ask that you would bless your word to our hearts this morning. We ask that you would show us what you want us to see. And that, Lord, you would help me this morning. I ask in all humility in front of this congregation that you would help me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Revelation 14 completes what we call a parenthetical section in the book of Revelation. As you know, God is unleashing judgments upon the earth. They began with the seal judgments, the seventh seal unleashed the seven trumpet judgments and the seven trumpet judgments are going to unleash the seven bowl judgments which are the most intense which are still coming ahead 
But every now and then in the book of Revelation, and that's why it's important to understand where you're at in the book of Revelation, there is what is called a parenthetical situation where God kind of pauses and gives information. This parenthetical section began in chapter 12, and it now ends in chapter 14 before we pick up the judgments once again. In chapter 12, we're introduced to the main characters in the book of Revelation, and in chapter 13, we're introduced to the evil rulers in the book of Revelation, and now in chapter 14, we're seeing the victory of the Lamb, if you will. We're seeing God bring victory. It's actually looking forward to the end of the book of tribulation. This is this is not the book of Revelation. It's looking forward to the end of the tribulation period. This is not in chronological order. This is not in chronological order. What God is giving us now is a glimpse of what is to yet take place in the future. We see where in chapters 12 and 13 were introduced to these characters that are going to be the main role players during the entire period of the tribulation time, but we're now given chapter 14 where it's looking ahead of what's going to happen beyond this point. And what it begins with in verse 1 of chapter 14 is the 144,000 standing on Mount Zion with the Lamb. By the way, we were, we were there in, in Israel and we stood on Mount Zion too. And it's just an amazing thought to think that the Lord is going to stand there one day on Mount Zion and we're standing there on Mount Zion. It's an incredible feeling. But what happens here, God is giving us hope. God is giving us hope. It's almost like we're seeing this war in chapter 12 and this wickedness taking place in chapter 13. And then God pauses and says, wait a minute now, this is what I want you to know about the whole situation. There is victory coming down the road. And I think that's important for all of God's people to understand that no matter where you're at with God, you need to know that the ultimate end is victory in Jesus. And so it opens with this incredible scene where the 144,000 are standing on Mount Zion in victory with the Lamb at the end of the tribulation period. Remember, the 144,000 were first introduced in Revelation chapter 7. There are 144,000 Jews, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel that God pulls aside and God is going to use during the tribulation period. He's going to use them as his witnesses. And now we see that at the end of the tribulation period, 14 giving us that preview, that coming attraction, that they are standing in victory with the Lamb that God had brought them through victoriously. Now the 144,000 are going to play a crucial role role in what's going on as far as the gospel being preached during the tribulation period. It's amazing because at the same time, God is pouring out His judgment on the world like never before. He's also pouring out His grace on the world like never before. Just like I said that in Romans chapter 5, where sin increases, where sin increases, Grace abounds that much more. And we see it certainly in the book of Revelation. Yeah, 
The book of Revelation is hard for a lot of people to swallow. In fact, they think it is a fairy tale. They think some of this stuff that's written in the book just cannot happen. But I am here to tell you that everything that's written in this book is going to happen exactly the way the Lord says it's going to happen. And the 144,000 are set aside by God to bring forth His plans and purposes during this time, especially in the area of the gospel. The 144,000, they are the remnant of Israel in the tribulation period. And it's very important to understand that God is not done with Israel. We came over there, and i got to tell you, man, there is so much happening in the land right now. There are Jews that are coming to Jesus Christ, and when the early church was birthed, it was primarily Jew, but as time went on, horrible things happened to the Jews in the name of Christ, saying that God has thrown away the Jews. They crucified Jesus. Now the church replaces them, and that just isn't true. So these 144,000, they are a remnant of Israel during this time, and they are actually a fulfillment of prophecy taking place. In Isaiah chapter 37, we read in verses 31 to 32, once more a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above, For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And so these people, these 144,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel, are being used by the Lord during the tribulation period, but they are also the remnant of Israel during this time. At the end of the tribulation period, Many are going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Zechariah chapter 12, Zechariah chapter 14 talks about Israel, the Jewish people coming to Jesus as Savior. They're going to look upon Him whom they pierced and they're going to mourn because Jesus is going to come to their rescue as the nations of the world have surrounded them. And so we see that these 144,000 are so crucial And I want you to notice these things about this 144,000. First of all, they're not the Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses are going to tell you that that this is speaking about them, that there's 144,000 and they're all out of the JW cult, what I call a cult, and that's not what it's speaking about. These are Jews, and God makes that clear in chapter 7 when he pulls them out of the 12 tribes of Israel. But I want you to notice, first, they're saved. These are saved Jews. They have the Father's name on their forehead. This is in contrast to when Pastor Chris was preaching on Revelation chapter 13. The mark of the beast is going to go on the forehand or on the forehead, and that seal of ownership is on them. And this is a seal of ownership that God has on His people. These 144,000 Jews, He's got His name tagged on them. So they are saved Jews, but they're also sealed. Back in Revelation chapter 7, 
it says specifically that God seals them. God seals them. In other words, he's going to protect them as they go through the tribulation period. That's why this glimpse is given to us right now that at the end of the tribulation period, they're going to stand victorious with Jesus Christ on Mount Zion. God seals people and he brings them through all kinds of tribulations in this world. So they're saved, they're sealed, but they're also sanctified. You need to understand that when God saves people, when God seals people, He sanctifies them. In other words, He sets them apart for His specific purposes and plans. Just like He did with these 144,000 Jews. He had a special plan for them during the tribulation period. The same thing that's said of these 144,000 Jews is said of us too. How many know you're saved today? That you've been purchased and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and now you belong to Him. How many of you know that you're sealed today? How many really believe that you're sealed in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22, it says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us in, is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. God not only saves us, God seals us. If he is powerful enough to save you, he is powerful enough to seal you no, no matter what kind of tribulations you're going to go through in this world. But we are also sanctified. We're not just saved and sealed, but we're also sanctified. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, when it's speaking to the church in Corinth, it talks about some being murderers, some being adulterers, some being drunkards, some being fornicators. But then he goes on to say, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And you need to understand that today, that you're not just saved and sealed, you were sanctified. God takes you and he sets you apart for a specific purpose that he has for you in this world. And you need to look for that. You need to look for that. Now, the proof of these Jews being sanctified and they're serious about it is in their characteristics that the Bible describes them as. First of all, they're known for their purity. In verse 4, it says, These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. For they are virgins. So it speaks of their purity. Paul said in, I think, 1 Corinthians 7, he says it's better if you're not married if you're going to be in the ministry because then you've got to care for your family, you've got to care for everybody, and you're better without any of that if you're going into ministry and on and on and on. You could see where there are single people that serve the Lord, but what impresses me about these 144,000 Jews is they remain virgins. They're known for their purity. I mean... How often do you even hear that word today? It's almost like a badge of dishonor to our young people. If they've not slept with somebody, if they've not defiled themselves with premarital sex, you know, it's, it's almost a badge of dishonor. They're almost weird to be a virgin today. And yet it's God's desire. It's totally God's desire. He, he looks for His people to be sexually pure. 
I mean, that's a big thing. I don't think people understand the consequences of intercourse before marriage. It says when we're married that the two become one flesh. There's a special bond that takes place with intercourse, and and we treat sex like it's not sacred anymore. And so they're known for their purity, but they're also known for their loyalty. Look what it goes on to say in verse 4, that these are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They follow the Lamb. They recognize Jesus as their leader. They recognize, you know, Carissa has a Lamb, and I always watch her walking the lamb and it always blows me away after a while how this lamb just follows her and I told Griselda I don't know maybe it's because I have not slept but I looked out the window and I said I think the lamb misses Carissa (laughs) the lamb just follows her but with us we're to follow the lamb we're to follow the Lamb. And, and that's what's amazing about these 144,000 Jews. They're living in a time of tribulation, and they're following the Lamb wherever He goes. Do you realize to follow the Lamb during the tribulation period means that you could be martyred, beheaded for your faith, and that's what the Antichrist is going to do? He's going to take the lives of many, many people. And many are going to disown Jesus during that time. Many are going to deny Christ as their Lord. Many are gonna, that were professing Christians are going to take the mark of the beast on their forehead. They're going to take the mark of the beast on their forehand. They're going to deny Jesus. The loyalty will not be there. They're not only known for their loyalty, but they're also known for their integrity. And in their mouth was found no deceit, verse 5, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. So look at these people are sanctified. They're known for their purity. They're known for their loyalty. They're known for their integrity. This is the way we should live. You may say, you know what? You don't understand, Walter. You don't understand how difficult it is and the times we live in and everywhere you turn, there's sin and sin. Let me just say that during this time period, sin is going to reach a pinnacle. Sin is going to be rampant. Evilness is just going to ramp up. It's going to be one of the most sinful times that the world has ever known, probably going back to the days of Noah, going back to the days where evil was continually on the thoughts in the hearts of men, and we're gradually getting there with the inventions of electronic devices and everything like that. It's capturing the minds and the hearts of people, and it seems like hearts are becoming more and more continually bent on evil. But during the tribulation period, you're going to see times where it's just, it's unimaginable. I mean, I can't even imagine when the restrainers removed what is going to be on television I look at some of the articles written about European television right now, and the commercials are actually featuring nude women and nude men, and there's all kinds of things that are happening. It hasn't hit here yet, but it probably is. But I can't imagine the evil and the wickedness during that time, and and yet these remained faithful to the Lord. They were able to remain pure. They were able to remain loyal to Jesus. They were able walk with integrity in a world filled with lies. 
I mean, deceit has become like second nature for so many people, even with their spouses. It's nothing to lie to their spouse. It's nothing to, to call from a cell phone and say you're somewhere when you're at a totally different place. And it, it's just, we live in this culture of deceit where lies are, are just second nature. And God calls His people to something totally different than all of that. We're called to live lives of purity. We're called to live lives of integrity. Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. Christ Community Church has campuses in El Centro, Calexico, and Brawley with services in English and in Spanish. Your kids are going to love our kids' church. Plus, we have a lively youth ministry and young adults group. You're welcome to call the church office at 760-337-9400 with your questions. Or leave us a message on the Christ Community Church IV mobile app, the cccivy.org website, or direct message us on social media. We are really looking forward to meeting you. So again, the website is www.cccivy.org or call 760-337-9400 so we can plan your visit.